1: Beloved, persecution is going to come in your life. Let me back that up. Beloved, if you walk in faith, and if you're willing to step out in faith, persecution will come into your life. But you know what? If you're not doing anything for the Lord, you may not have persecution in your life. You may say, this is no problem. I I have no issues. My life is just wonderful. Well, maybe it's because you're no threat to the enemy either. Why would the enemy mess with you? He's got plenty to do with those who are on fire for the Lord, those that do want to step out.
0: Pastor David reminds you today that if you walk in faith, you will be persecuted. You may not be a threat to the enemy if you aren't being persecuted. That would mean that you aren't doing the things that God is asking of you. Being persecuted isn't fun, but it is something that you will learn to stand up against when you start following Christ. He will give you the strength and boldness to do it. Don't let yourself be walked on. Learn today how to be strong and bold. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts chapter 4 as he continues his message, Standing Bold as the Nations Rage.
1: Be aware that it's going to happen anytime we determine we're going to either go deeper in our walk with the Lord, we're gonna make ourselves more available for the things of God, we want to trust Him more, we wanna be more committed, we want to be more disciplined, we just wanna, again, live our lives in the love of the Lord. Every time we want to do that more or deeper, again, the enemy is going to be there. Guys, this past Thursday evening, the the board of Calvary Chapel, we met together for a time of discussion and prayer about a lot of events that are going to be taking place over the next several weeks, over the next couple of months. And again, the whole board, uh, we were in an agreement with with how we feel that the Lord is directing and and, and drawing us in these areas. As a fellowship, uh, we're we're getting ready to to step out in faith, to be able to, again, just just trust God in some areas, uh, some exciting ministries and some moves that we're going to be doing as a fellowship. And I know that not very many of you are privy to all the details. We've been kind of doing a little bit of tease on some of the stuff. Some of the stuff is still in the incubator. It's not quite ready to hatch yet. And But we want you to know that as we move out in faith, I believe it's going to be an exciting time. Some of these things, they're going to be very public. Some of these things are going to be kind of behind the scenes happening. Some of them are going to be implemented immediately, while others of them, they're just going to be in, 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 in the process of of development uh, for, for a time to come to complete fruition. But with those multiple steps, there's going to be multiple opportunities for the enemy to come against us. Because we as a ministry are stepping forward in what we believe God wants us to do. And the enemy is gonna look for times. He's gonna come against the ministry as a whole. I believe absolutely he's going to come against the leadership, not just the pastoral staff, not just the elders, but against the leadership of every ministry. I believe that he's gonna come against the leadership uh, in particular and to come against any of us, any of you that are willing to step up and step out in faith believing that God is going to do a work, believing that God is going to move in these things. There's gonna be opportunities for each and every one of you as a part of this fellowship to be involved in a very active part, but it's gonna call for a commitment in your life. Not just to come on Sunday, sit on your can in a nice comfortable chair in the air conditioning or in the heating during the summer, but actually be involved in the body of Christ, in the family of God that we have here. But it's gonna take your willingness not only to be committed in your walk in Christ, but also a willingness to seek how and where the Lord wants to use you as a part of this body, as a functioning part of this body. But you need to be aware. This is a full disclosure moment, okay? If you're willing to step out, then you need to understand the enemy is going to be looking to trip you up but beloved do not think that it's strange concerning this fiery trial that which is going to try you as though some strange thing is just happening to you no the enemy is going to work in whatever way that he can to, again, keep these things from happening. Now, let, let's get back to Acts chapter four. That's actually where we're at. Because we find that because, and actually through that process of persecution, God had a greater plan in store for Peter and John. As a matter of fact, we still see that God works even now today through our times of persecution He does that for his glory. God has a greater plan in store for you and I, yes, even through times of persecution. In Acts chapter 4, and hopefully you've got your Bibles, you're there this morning, we find that Peter and John and the lame man, they were literally on trial before the most powerful men in all of Israel. And if you remember, last week we looked at it down in verse seven. They were asked that amazing question. By what power or by what name have you done this? And that gave Peter and John an opportunity they could not even imagine that they could have had. An opportunity they could have never had on their own. And again, I just wanna bring it home. You need to see very, very clearly here. Their initial boldness brought about persecution. But in the midst of their persecution, God brought about a greater opportunity to share the truth of the gospel. Guys, we need to see this. We need to nail that down. We need to understand that at the very core of our being. In the midst of our boldness, the enemy's gonna be bold. My beloved, when the enemy gets bold, guess what? Our God is bolderer. Is that a good word? Bolderer? Yeah. Theologically, it's right. Maybe English, it's horrible. But theologically, it's right. Our God is more bold. Our God is greater. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. They had the opportunity to share the truth of the gospel before these rulers elders, scribes, as well as Annas the high priest and and Caiaphas and a whole host of others. The most powerful men in all of Judaism were standing before them that morning. Now last week we looked at Peter's message, but for this morning, I want you to remember his response actually focused on those final words, those final words that are found up in verse 11 and 12, where it says that Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he quoted from Psalm 118. As he's speaking to these men, He, in speaking of Jesus, he said, this is the stone which was rejected by you, by you, the builders, which has now become the chief cornerstone." And then he tells them straight up, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. As we saw last week, these elders, these leaders, they they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to respond Oh, they warned them. That they threatened them. Don't ever speak in that name again and again. Peter said, "Hey, brother, it's right in God's eyes to to obey man rather than God. You be the you be the judge. But we're going to obey God. So they did not bow down. They did not back down. They did not back away." just simply because of these threats. They kept moving forward. Now, all of that by way of introduction. Let's look at today's passage. It's there in Acts beginning in verse 23. And being let go, they, Peter and John, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had to say to them. So when they heard that, when the crowd, all the other disciples, when they heard that, They raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them who by the mouth of your servant David have said. And then they quote from Psalm chapter two. Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things and the kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ? Then they declared, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now that's a message in itself. Again, the sovereign plan of God that God himself had determined even before the creation of man, that he was going to send his son to be crucified. That's why John, when John saw saw Christ in the book of Revelation, he said, and behold, a lamb crucified before the very foundation of the world. God had that plan. It wasn't a failure that Christ was crucified. It was the plan of God. And it's interesting to note here, as they quote from Psalm chapter two, verses one and two, they saw a prophetic connection uh, that was taking place at that very time. Psalm two says, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. That's Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. When we look at, at verse 1, and when he speaks of the nations, uh, it's, it's the Greek word ethnos. When they speak of the people, it is the Greek word laos. The nations are the Gentiles. That's the, again, non-Jewish. When he speaks of the people, he's actually speaking of the people of Israel there in Psalms. Now when we get to Acts chapter 4, we see that as they're laying that verse down to the current events of the day, we see that once again, the the, the Gentiles, the ethnos, the people, the laos, the people of Israel, in, 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 in verse two, we see that the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. And then here in Acts chapter four, verse 27, they relate that to the fact that Herod was the current king of that region. Pilate was the ruler of that region and they took counsel together to come against Christ. All of these had come together against Christ. The Gentile and the Jew, Pilate uh, or Herod the king and Pilate the ruler. And in Psalm 22, it says, they took counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, against the Lord. The word used there in verse two, which is translated Lord in your Bibles, is it should be capitalized because it is the Hebrew word Yahweh or Jehovah, the self-existent one, the eternal one, against God Almighty and against his anointed. And the anointed is actually the Hebrew word Mashiach, and that, uh, again, it's the Greek word that we translate as Christos. Um, we get our English words Messiah and Christ out of both of those. So again, they came against God and against his anointed against the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And as the disciples that day, after that time of persecution, coming back together, they put Psalm 2 together with the events of that day and they saw that exact correlation between this Old Testament prophetic psalm and the events of their day and then they cried out before the Lord, now Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak the word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Man, what a spirit filled Attitude that was. After all that had gone on, they raised their voice to God with one accord and prayed for boldness. They weren't having a pity party. There were absolutely no Eeyores in the place. Oh me, oh my, things are gonna get tough now. No, there was an excitement for the things of God. We were persecuted, but God. That's because we are obedient to you. Give us boldness to continue on. It was a time of celebration. It was a time of excitement for them. And they gave praise to God, yes, even for the persecution. They didn't pray for release from persecution. They prayed for boldness in the face of persecution. They didn't even pray to be able to escape the watchful eye of all these religious rulers. No, they actually prayed and asked the Lord to stretch out his hand and to bring more miraculous healings. Put us out there, Lord, put us out there so that the world can see who you are. They saw the power of that one miracle and they wanted to see more lives changed by the power of God's hand. They asked the Lord to grant them miraculous signs and and wonders through the name of Jesus Christ. They did that not for the show. They didn't do that for any fame of, of their own, but that through those signs and wonders, the power of God would be demonstrated. And through that, the verification of God's word would be shown and that would give them greater opportunity to proclaim the message of God and salvation through Jesus Christ. That's why they wanted it. Oh, We we don't want ourselves to be the center of attention. We want Christ to be the center of attention. And I love what it says there in verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Once again, a shaking took place. Once again, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and said, well, wait, pastor, weren't they filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost? Wasn't that enough? No, I believe we need to be continually keep being filled with the Spirit. That's what Paul tells us in Ephesians, be being filled with the Spirit. And why do we need to continually keep being filled with the Spirit? Because beloved, when we're out in the world, we leak we leak. The enemy tries to drain everything from us. We need to continually be being filled. Don't take me wrong, church. The Holy Spirit is there. He's a seal for our redemption. He'll never leave us. But the power, the empowering work, that infilling work, Again, needs to be something continually being done within our lives. And even in the midst of all the warnings and the threats, they left that room, they went out into their community and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now somebody's gonna say, well, now wait a minute, pastor. I'm reading the word here. It doesn't say that they went out of the room. It just said that they spoke the word with boldness. Well, big deal if I speak the word of boldness in here with you. I don't think that's anything to report. I believe that what Luke is saying is they left that place and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They were willing to stand strong and declare the truth of God's word even in a hostile situation. Even though the environment wasn't conducive to just openly sharing the gospel with boldness, they continued to speak the word of God. And beloved, because of that, we see throughout the book of Acts, the church continued to grow. God continued to add to the church. And it wasn't through some church growth campaign, but it was by the message of the saints who were filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And as they spoke the word of God with boldness. Beloved, persecution is gonna come in your life. Let me back that up. Beloved, if you walk in faith, and if you're willing to step out in faith, persecution will come into your life. Do you know what? If you're not doing anything for the Lord, you may not have persecution in your life. You may say, this is no problem. I have, I have no issues. My life is just wonderful. Well, maybe it's because you're no threat to the enemy either. Why would the enemy mess with you? He's got plenty to do with those who are on fire for the Lord, those that do want to step out. I wanna take you back to Psalm chapter two. One of the things that these believers also knew was not just the beginning of Psalm two, but also the ending of Psalm two. In Psalm two, verses 10 and 11, the psalmist writes, now therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their trust in him to kiss the sun. That's to worship the sun. And that message remains just as true today as it did 3,000 years ago when David wrote that psalm. It remains just as true today as it was 2,000 years ago when the church, again, looked at that psalm in the situation that they found themselves in. Kiss the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Worship the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And be obedient to his leading and direction in your life. Beloved, when that happens, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Is that where you're at this morning? Are you at a place in in, in your journey, in your spiritual journey, that you're ready to say, you know what? I'm tired of being flatlined in my spiritual life. I I, I need somebody to, come and take those spiritual paddles and bring me back to life, to shock me back to life in order that I might be a usable vessel for the kingdom of God, in order that I, again, might be used for his glory, in order that we, together as a body of Christ, might move forward in what he has in store for us. You may be here today and You've never given your heart and life to Christ. All that I've even said today, it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to you. You may be here today and you've, you've never realized that your sin can be forgiven, that you can't do it on your own. You can't just suddenly say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try harder and I'm gonna you know, turn over a new leaf and I'm gonna go a different direction. But beloved, the problem is that different direction is gonna bring you right back to where you're at right now because you cannot do it on your own. Right. You cannot do it by your power. You cannot do it by religion. You cannot do it by ceremony. Beloved, you've got to do it by committed faith in Jesus Christ. It's the grace of God that saves you. It's not your works. It's not your abilities. If it was, couldn't we all just boast and say, hey, I made it too bad about you? (laughs) But it's not me. It's the work of God. It's the grace of God who loved us even when we're still sinners, and sent Christ to die for us. If you're here today, you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, take that opportunity in order that you might know, yes, I kiss the Son. I want to work. Oh, not the S-U-N. Let's not go there. No, this is the S-O-N. I worship the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Him, I put my trust.
0: Thanks for joining Pastor David today as we study the book of Acts on the Open Word. Though our program has come to an end today, your time in God's Word can continue. It could be beneficial to go back and study today's passage in Acts on your own and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you about what you read. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor David, you'll find them at theopenword.com. We'd love to meet you too. If you're in the Casa Grande area, please join us this weekend at Calvary Chapel, Casa Grande. For directions and service times, give us a call at 520-836-9676. That's 520-836-9676. Now let's turn it back over to Pastor David for a quick request for you, our listener.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, as this ministry continues to grow and reach further into the community and around the nation with the message of the gospel, I know the enemy wants to stop it. I also know that prayer is a big part of holding him back. Would you take time to pray for us every time you tune in to The Open Word? Pray too for our listeners, your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and those who may have yet to place their faith in Jesus. This last category especially needs prayer. It could be that the next message you hear may be the first time they're learning about the hope that's only found in Jesus. Please pray that their hearts would be open and that they'd make a decision to follow Jesus forever. Hey, thanks for praying, and thank you for being a loyal listener to the open word.